Hey, Sherry, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? Good, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. You hear that sound? You know what that is? I do hear that sound, and I think it's the sound of season seven. You are correct. That is the sound of season seven of This Most Unbelievable Life, the podcast. Woohoo! We've made it seven seasons with our excellent listeners at our side. We appreciate all of the support that we get, and we're looking forward to another great season. Yes, indeed. Let's get on with the show. You ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Uh. <laughs> Good afternoon, Dr. Spiegel. Hello, Dr. Fitzgerald. How are you doing today? Well, except for the choking or the coughing fit that I just had when we tried to record a moment ago, I'm delightful. I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you did, uh, yeah, take two. This is take two. <laughs> take two. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying a fine warm beverage over here, um, but my throat is not enjoying it quite as much as, you know, my taste buds. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, it's probably the, I say probably like there's something going on. There's not uh, probably the last recording of 2021. Here we are on December 27th. Got a couple yeah. of days. A couple of days after the Christmas Day, crippled a couple of days before New Year's. Mm-hmm. And the folks who will be listening to this, they will already be in the new year. They will. So Happy New Year from mm-hmm. the past? Yes. Or Happy New Year to the future? Or I, I think both of those are true. <laughs> we never actually say what day it is. Because it's like, this will be released on either... Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, or Monday, or Friday. <laughs> so it's like, it'll be released later, but it will be 2022. So welcome to 2022, everybody. I hope it's going well. Yeah. I hope it's going well. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing to close out the year this year, Paul? Oh, nothing. I'm doing one of four things. I'm either sitting, walking, sleeping, or enjoying a meal somewhere that's all i'm doing i'm off uh tomorrow to a meditation retreat 10 days mm-hmm. new year retreat so goes from what wednesday until december sorry it goes from wednesday till like january 7th mm-hmm. i think so it's like 10 10 days by the calendar or something like that right and i've not done that before i've not i've not i've not done a over the new year retreat like that before yeah so. it reminds me a little bit of like uh, taking a flight on New Year's, right? Like it's yeah, it's yeah. You used to do that. I mean, if you want a cheap flight, fly out on Christmas afternoon, the afternoon mm-hmm. of December twenty fifth. It's like yeah, we've we've done that before, just because it's cheap yeah. and mm-hmm. the airports are pretty empty. And that's back in the day, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the flights are pretty. Yeah, cheap. we like traveling on the morning of like December twenty fifth morning yeah. the roads are pretty pretty yeah they're pretty actually. clear because yeah. most people are where they intended to go by that point yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. yeah so so what am i gonna do? yeah so i don't know what i'm gonna actually do for new year's it's like uh you, you sort of lose sense of of time and space when you're in mm-hmm. these retreats like this so 
uh, I think they'll probably tell us, by the way, it's New Year's Day or something like that. Because it's like, I, I think I'll remember that. I mean, when I say you lose all sense of time and space, it's like, how many days have I been here? Is this day three or is this day four or mm-hmm. what? So uh, we'll see. It's like I'm trying to remember if they have a calendar or something like that on the wall. I don't know if they do, but they must yeah. somewhere. Um, the last time I was there, though. Um, I was there on the day that is regarded as the birthday of uh, the Buddha. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. they had cake. They had cake, which was a special and rare treat at the retreat center. Uh, So maybe they'll do something for the New Year's. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like stay up till midnight. It's like, I don't don't even know what that means. And do what? Same thing you do the whole time you're (laughs) awake. (laughs) Yeah, right. So it's like there's... uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a low key New Year's for me, uh, which I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with. Yeah, kind of okay with. What are you doing? What are you doing? You got big plans for the new year? We do have big plans for the new year. We are going to Pearl Street um, over in DC, and we're going to go see hmm. my friend Ryan's band. Um, so I would invite listeners to come join me, but by the time this episode comes out, they will have missed their opportunity. So, but yes, so normally we don't do a whole lot to celebrate the new year. Um, We often cancel plans on New Year's. Um, And like, because a lot of times, like one year we bought tickets to see the band Spoon, like in November or something. And Mm -hmm. we were like, oh yeah, future us is going to be like really excited to be out in the world on New Year's Eve. And then we got to New Year's Day and we were like, what I would like more than anything is to not go a place. Um, And so we just Mm. stayed home. Um, Sometimes we will even set an alarm for midnight to wake up and say, hey, happy New Year, and then go back to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we sometimes try to stay up. Well, I mean, I think we usually we succeed, but there may be a nap involved Mm -hmm. sometime around like 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the evening to get me there. Um, it's, I mean, just before we started recording this, we were having a conversation about the word should, mm-hmm. like, what is it actually definition of, of should and things like that? And it was like, we should stay up till midnight and which is not, it's not like staying up till three. I mean, it's something you can actually do without suffering too much, but it's, uh, we're in bed by 10 after. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think we ever went to bed and set an alarm, but, uh. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's come kinda, it's come close to that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think I, at this point, am more interested in, like, witnessing the sunrise than the first sunrise of the new year yeah, than I am... you did that last year. ...the turning of the clock. You did that last year, right? I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hope to do it again this year. Um, yeah, so last year we were at a hotel on the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and so we got up to watch the sunrise. I um, remember that. We did that for solstice last year, too. Mm. Um, this year, we did not do that for solstice. But that's okay. Right. Um, and this relates to my New Year's intention last year was to watch more sunrises. So mm. how, did how did that. it go? Did, did you? Fine, yeah. Did you? Cool, yeah. cool, cool. I don't know if I intended anything last year. Um. The word the word resolution is a little too strong for me. That's right? why I didn't use it. <laughs> yeah, so like intention. I intend to, you know. 
you know, of all the things I do in the year coming up, this may or may not be one of them. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Let's do it one day at a time, is, <laughs> which is, uh, that is not a resolution uh, in any way. But I, I dig it. I don't know if I actually, do you remember? I don't know if I actually did anything. I don't know if you did either. Um, not in the way that you had in previous years, I think. Right. Um, right. But I think we did talk about resolutions last year. And I think one of the things we discussed, which I think is still holds true, maybe is worth repeating every year, is that um, I think one of my problems with traditional resolutions is they start from a position that there is something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And so you are going to resolve to finally stop being the terrible sad sack yeah, that you right. are this year. And um, so I don't know. I started having New Year's intentions that were kind of positive and, and maybe they seem Mickey Mouse. But I, when I think about what I want to accomplish for the year, I don't want to start with an opinion that I am not enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. It's like you have to come up with a, a list of ways that you don't like yourself. Yeah. And promise to change them and this is my strategy. Yeah. You know, and I don't I don't I don't love that too much either for a, a variety of reasons like you you had mentioned. And it's not a not a great way to start the day, for sure. Um but it it just kind of really feeds into this kind of overarching narrative and um and culture and society that, you know, this, this constant striving towards self-improvement mm-hmm. and what does that, what does that sort of, sort of mean? And I, I think that there are lessons to be learned every day, you know, and I, th- I think if, if I do something and it goes horribly, horribly wrong, it's like, Ooh, I might, might not do that again. I mean, I'm capable of learning, I think. Yeah. Um, but you know, to kind of see this as a every every day I'm going to wake up and find some way to improve on myself, I think, takes that a little bit too far. I, I think just kind of being conscious and aware during the course of your day and paying attention to what you do and what the the effects of it are on, on those around you, I think is might be enough of, of a, how do I learn the lessons that are learned to be learned in this in this life? Yeah, I mean... The alternative is you listen to Instagram. Right. You know, and it's like, that, that doesn't sound like a good, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good idea. You know, you let TikTok come up with them for you. Yeah. I mean, there's so much in this world that will tell you the ways that you should, <laughs> there's that word again, improve upon yourself. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting because I've read within the like self-help kind of world for so long, like the idea of self-improvement time management like yeah right there's a lot that will teach you that 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 you are the problem yeah um and so i think new year's is a way of like feeding into that in a way that um i don't know like it's just What is a way that you can recognize the passage of time in a way that is um, ties into the human need to celebrate life without mm-hmm. the human propensity to never be satisfied? Right, 
Right. How do you how do you celebrate and honor a life as it as it is? What I mean, what if New Year looked back, you know, instead of so it's like New Year's is all about, hey, on to 2022, you know, uh, let's do all the great stuff this year. And this is going to be my year and we're going to do all this kind of cool stuff. You know, maybe those maybe those um, celebrations might be better served by looking back and honoring mm. 2021 in retrospective. You know, yeah. um, what did I what did I do well this year and what can I do better next time? Mm-hmm. In that order, you know, not necessarily saying that the way that you did it was necessarily bad. You know, this is the you know, what can I do better next time sort of part of it. It's the what are the you know, what did I do well and what are the lessons learned? Yeah. You know, what lessons did I learn going forward? And, you know, maybe my looking forward attempt or intention could be to, you know, remember and honor those, you know, those those insights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, though, because, like, when we hit these milestones, like, the inclination seems to be either to look forward or to look back, right? Like, reflect on the year, forecast the coming, right? right? Like, what if we approach them as an opportunity to take inventory of what is? Without judgment, just like, yeah, so where are we today? I think you'll have the opportunity to do that (laughs) because you'll be stuck with whatever is. Yeah, I'll I'll know where I am, right, on that day. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good it's a good environment to do that in where I'm going. It's it's, it's to call it Spartan is an understatement. Yeah. Um, my room has a bed in it, mm-hmm. and a small sink and a desk, but not that there's going to be any writing because there aren't any writing utensils or anything or paper or any reading because there's not any books or anything like that. So it's it's a sit walk eat sleep situation that's it you know so are you actively discouraged from bringing books and writing utensils yeah Yeah. yes yeah 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 it's interesting because in about let's see one two three weeks i will be checking in um to a silent retreat but it is not so uh spartan it is not as programmed right um so i'll check in and what I do in my room is my own business. Like right, no one's, right, you know, right. whatever. I mean, people do. Pe- people do. I mean, people do bring in, you know, somebody will take a, a take a book or somebody will have a notebook with them. But it's like their their messaging pretty much goes down the line of resist, you know, see, see if you want to resist the urge, you know, to bring in external discourse, mm-hmm. you know, into your experience. Uh, yeah. If that's something that you want, if that's something that you want to do, um, but it, it goes along with the you know they they collect your cell phone on on, uh-huh. on day one, you know it'll get it back on day ten. So yeah. it really is about remo- removing you know they're going to remove all stimuli and take care of all your biological needs, and it's up to you you know to sort of to to sort of go from there. So you're sort of left with um, no other choice really than to. Well, it's it's one of these things where the environment is so Spartan that you can act, you actually can do it. You, you actually can pay attention to your current experience, and the odds of being distracted by something externally are extraordinarily low. Yeah, um, which means you, you're you're all you're left with is what's going on inside your your own skin. Mm-hmm. 
without the added noise of what's going on outside. Yeah. So it's a good time to do that inventory, I think, of who am I right now? Who am I today? And where am I right now? And where right. am I today? Yeah. You know, and I, I think that that work is really important to do. I think also it is hard to embrace that work. Like, especially, and maybe that's why, you know, there are retreat centers for this work, right? Yeah, right. Because um, sitting down with, like, that desire to honestly inventory exactly where you're at, um, I think gets met with a lot of resistance pretty quickly. Yeah. Right? Like It takes a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a couple of, I mean, on, on the first one, that I went on the seven day. I mean, it, it was, it was, I think day three until I really started to, Oh, okay. I'm, I can see what's going on here. I'm getting, <laughs> I, my, my body has settled down a little bit into the. What year did you do? I don't even remember. What was that? Uh, that was May 19, mm. May 19. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Huh. No, we're supposed to do one last year. Some this year, last yeah. year, last last summer. I think it was this. Think, yeah, this yeah, past and summer. It, it got COVID canceled. Yeah, um, yeah. Understandably so. Uh, not this one. So, mm-hmm. um, it'll be it'll be interesting. And uh, yeah, I mean, the last time it it took a it, it's about day two or three before you can really you, you can feel your body having to make this adjustment of lack of stimuli and extraordinary amounts of structure yeah sort of being imposed on and i think one of the first realizations that you come to before you make that 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 body-wide transition into this is what we're going to be doing for a little while is this seems like a lot like prison Mm -hmm. this must be what prison is like (laughs) because it's like they ring the bell you sit they ring the bell you walk they ring the bell you sit they ring the bell you eat they ring the bell you go to sleep i mean it's it's structured yeah. Well, I think it'll be really interesting to hear about your experiences upon your return, um, especially because when you went in May of 2019, you know, I'm just thinking about May of 2019, Paul, coming off of a semester, probably not having a whole lot of time to settle from that, still in the flow of that sort of exhausting end of a semester that we yeah. both used to experience. Yeah. But, yeah. um, and so this time going into it, I think you've already shifted down gears before you get there. Yeah, I have. So that will ways, be really interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, the last one, it was early May as well. So it's like, I, this, I turned in grades and I got in the car. Yeah. You know, it was like, I remember because I, w- I was back before my wedding anniversary, which is the 24th. So yeah. it's like, and it was a full seven days. So it's like, I submitted grades and I left. Um, and, and a lot of folks were like, and I totally get this. And I would say the same thing. It's like, oh, what a wonderful thing to do to end, to end the semester. It's like, I'm not doing this to end. Of, <laughs> it's at the end of the semester. But, you know, this is it. it but I think I think you're right. It It's this. This one is going to be a little different. That was mm-hmm. a. You go from full on into the year exhaustion straight into shutdown. It's a miracle I didn't have a migraine mm-hmm. or something because of that. Because I think you and I are both kind of prone to those, you know, relaxation crash migraines, which we don't get as much anymore. It's interestingly, 
Um, I got one Christmas one... Day. Did I tell you that? You did not. Hmm. Yes. Um, the build-up for Christmas Eve service, because I do oh. a lot of work at, at the church now. Um, I got home after Christmas Eve service, went to bed, and woke up at like 1 o'clock in the morning with one with the worst migraine I've probably had in two years. Really? Mm-hmm. It was fascinating. Wow. How long did it last? Um, it wasn't very long, which was nice. Um, yeah, that's good. So it was good. probably probably four or five hours, which is enough for a migraine. But I've had ones that last much longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get both the eye thing and the pain, right? Yeah. Um, and I also, the, when they're really bad, I get nausea. extreme yeah. nausea. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so Eric was trying to get food on my stomach so I could take medicine. And it's like the number of things I would accept as food was like really... It ended up being half a banana and a spoon of peanut butter. Mm, that might be enough, though. It was enough to do. You know. Yeah, it might do enough to do the job. Yeah. Do you get the tingling in your hands sometimes? Sometimes. Usually that's the like the precursor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I also lose words. Like it just becomes really yeah, hard for me to that. find yeah. the words I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, back to your... Yeah. Yeah. Your <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So this. Yeah. This is very different. It's been a couple of weeks now, I guess, since the semester ended, and yeah. so it's a, it's a low key, you know, holiday travels done. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and we've both been, I think, noticing going. a lot of spaciousness in our heads this year. That mm-hmm. I mean, I won't speak for both of us, but I'm noticing a spaciousness in my head this end of the year that i have not previously witnessed yeah i would say the same for mm-hmm. myself for sure for so sure. what do you think has brought that spaciousness on um i think anytime i think about that question the first thing that comes to mind is just you know s- still the effects of saying no to stuff so you can do less and do the things that you want to do yeah. better better or easier um what was that quote i sent out the other day on i don't know it was on facebook or whatever it's a casey neistat quote that uh, he, he doesn't quantify his success and uh how often he gets to do things he like likes but how in but but the, but the amount of time spent on not doing things that he doesn't like so it's yeah. like i i don't do many things that i don't like and that's a combination of a lot of different reasons why I'm able to do that. But one of them is learning how to say no mm-hmm. <laughs> and setting stuff down that is no longer, in, you know, serving me or that is no longer, that I'm no longer getting fulfillment out of setting yeah. some stuff down. That to, and, and that lets me get a little deeper into the stuff that I, I dig. Um, all the workshops we were doing on in this past semester on campus were super duper. Love doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. that ain't work. That ain't work. No. Um, it looks like work because it's like it goes in a calendar and there's logistics involved and things have to be organized and ordered and planned and things like that. But that ain't work. You know? Um, it's it not. It doesn't feel like it. So. But it is. Um, 
it's not work, but it is contribution. You know, it's a very human yeah. need right. to be able right, to contribute right. something. And that is one thing that I feel like I'm closing out this year with a real sense of satisfaction for what I've contributed for the year. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. And not just not not just like contractually, because it's like there's this contractual obligation of how much time per week or whatever you need to spend doing other stuff out of the class, right? Mm-hmm. Um, service to the to the college or whatever. But it's it's not that. I mean, it's not just by the clock. It's or by the timesheet. It's meaningful. Yeah. Work. Right, and it's. Um... You know, there was, I once heard this quote and I don't remember who said it and I need to figure out who, um, but it was something to the effect of you can never get enough of the wrong thing. Right. And right. I think this works related to work too, like um, work or whatever it is, like the stuff of life that you want to contribute. Like I've tried to contribute a lot of different things to a lot of different places and when I'm doing the work that's not maybe my work to do, but is the work uh-huh. that seems nice to do. Yeah, right. Um, I can never feel like I've done enough. Um, but the work that we've been doing feels so in line with like just who I am um, uh-huh. that like I know that we will do more next year. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm super satisfied knowing what we've accomplished this year. Yeah. It's like I I, I look back at, at this past year and there's there's nothing that I can think of that I wanted to do that I didn't. Right. You know, I, I don't set too many expectations for myself because those are only going to end in <laughs> disappointment or something. It's like I mean, I've never found that the things work out the way that I thought they would anyway. So it's not like I spend a whole lot of time, yeah, you know, trying to predict what's going to happen. Um, but I think it was just showing up as best I can with what the situation was in front of me, you know, getting out of the, getting out of the past and the future and putting myself back when I am and in the present moment experience and showing up as best I can with what's in front of me. And that, that has never let me down, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a, you know, and you and I both know this, this is a, that's something that you can practice. That's a skill. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, and it, it doesn't necessarily happen with the, with the head. You don't think your way into it. No. Um, but it's a, you know what, the past is behind me. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I, I can be confident in the situation that's in front of me. What does this call for right now? You know, let's start with compassion. That's always a good place to start, and grace, and a little bit of, <laughs> and a, yeah, and a, a little bit of what's what's going on here, and how can I help? And if that's what the situation calls for, and how do I show up best for it, whatever right. it might be. And it's like if you if, you, if the more you do that, the easier it is to do that. I think the more you get used to doing that, the more yeah. familiar it becomes doing that, and that's why it's sort of a, a practice. You sort of get good at it by doing it, right? Um, and continuing to do it. It's not like yeah. it's not like riding a bike where like, well, I did that for a bit. Now I can just park it and whatever. Um, it's a continual practice. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and it feels good. It does. Well, it feels it. a lot better than the alternative. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I tried it that or you way. can. Yeah. Or you can sit around and type on your email all day and 
do some other stuff for somebody else knowing that this job sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's completely unfair. It's like, yeah, it beats that. That's for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I think if I could recommend, misery. like, as we go into New Year's, if I could recommend one thing to people, it would be to to explore what it would look like to accept that whatever happened in the last year was enough. Because mm-hmm. you can't change it. So can't change any of it, yeah. Why don't it we just it bookmark is. it as enough? This glamorization of... And glorification of hustle culture, I think, still needs to die. We've talked about this before, yeah, as well, you know. And I think, you know, I think it sort of is. I hope. Um, I've seen signs indicating that you know, at least people are coming to terms with the fact that it's not all that it cracks up to be. Maybe um, I... there's a cost, but I mean, one's person, one one what what one person does for joy. Is looks to another person like hustle, looks to another person like, you know, I would never want to do that. Don't make me try to do that. Don't tell me that I can only be worth something if I can do that because I don't want to, you know. Um, so it's that this comparing ourselves to others as well. Right. I think um, this is what a this is what a a responsible activity looks like. This is what contributing to my employer looks like. This is what doing this well looks like. I need to do it that way. Or else I'm not doing a good job of it. I think that needs to kind of stop as well. A little more of a, you know, an, an, an assessment over what do I bring to the situations that I'm in that is unique to me that really does come from me. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's something that you and I also did this year um, that made things a little bit easier for us is like we we tried, we, we stopped trying to do it other people's way. Mm-hmm. Sort of, we didn't do it a way that it we, we thought it looked like. We still- and I think. Even trying to do it our way, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we went so we went a little bit far down that rabbit hole, yeah. which is kind of interesting. And it's like, we, we ended up just doing it. Let's show up and see how it goes. Yeah. But sh- show up fully, right. 100%, fully. Not I mean, because it almost sounds like you half-ass it. It's like, ah, we'll show up and see what happens. This was not, none of this was done flippantly. No. Or, or you know, on a, on a whim. Mm-hmm. It was all 100% full-on embodied intentional stuff. (laughs) It was. It's so... It was intentional and yet also surprising. And so, you know, in some ways I think um, we're talking in like a lot of vagary for people like who maybe who haven't... Who don't know what we've been doing for the last yeah, year. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, so maybe. I think, you know, the most obvious thing that people can see is that we have now sustained a podcast um, to its, what will this be, 97th yep. episode? You know, so we're coming up on a 100th episode, which even that, like, when I think about it, I think, well, that's that's not really that much. Um all I do is just log on or show up and just chat with my friend for an hour. Yeah. Right? But the number of people who have a friend who have recording equipment who don't have a hundred episodes of a podcast is pretty big, right? So yeah, right. you know, so we keep this thing going joyfully so. Um but then we've had all these opportunities sort of just unfold for us. Um and I can't reconcile in my head sometimes how that has happened like so we've given Mm. 
workshops that have been successful. We have mm-hmm. been invited to give additional presentations. Um, you know, we've been recognized in interesting ways for the work that we do related to uh, mindful living. And it all sort of just started to unfold almost without our permission this year. Right. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I really did anything. Yeah. We just showed you know, up. And just... every time we were in a room, I think we we showed up fully for what we agreed to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so that is so strange in a lot of ways compared to how I thought this all worked. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 totally counter capitalist. There's no hustle. Yeah, it's it's totally counter capitalist. It's not like a, if you work hard, you'll get successful. It's like ooh, ooh, I don't. I know a lot of people that work really really hard that are not reaping the benefits of this great society in which we live at all. You know how how hard people work really doesn't seem to have much to do with how much they make, and um, so it, it's it's very counter to that. Yeah, but. At the um, core of like what, if I had to name one thing that I think is different that changed this year, for me, I think the number one thing that's changed in me is that I've started being kind to myself. Mm. And so um, saying no to more things, only participating in the things I love doing um, has allowed yeah, it just allows such a different way of being in the world. Question. Yes. I knew you the were going to ask me a question. A you question. had this, this is, look. Yeah, yeah it, well, it, the question came to me, and I don't know the answer, so I'll just kind of... Perfect. Shut, if I turn my head sideways, it'll go right out my ear and into, into, the, into the microphone here. Over to you. Um, and caveat, it is... Uh, Mid-afternoon on December 27th, neither one of us has much of a thought going through our head <laughs> these these days. So we may have to circle back on this one. We'll see. I don't, because, um, you know, you were talking about, you know, being kind to yourself is one of the things that you did this year that really made a big difference, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that is that is obviously fantastic. Um, but I was thinking, uh, what what is the, what how can, how do you, you know, like conceptualize the thing? that I tried to do this year. And I think the two things might be related, but I wanted to see what you think about this. Does, does kindness to self lead to discernment? Yes. Perfect. Great. Perfect. Um, cause like, the, it's like, cause I was thinking, cause I, it seems like I, you, we've learned how to discern what those things are that, are in our hearts that we want to do and what, what is not. And and that leads to the ability, and, but, and that's great, you know, but when you add to that kindness to yourself, you see that it's an act of self-compassion to say no to things and to do things that you love that bring satisfaction and enjoyment and fulfillment. So it's like, d- does your ability to actually make actionable discernment decisions on how you spend your time if that's what you're doing, um, does that does that increase as self kindness does? Yeah, I so I think this connection between kindness and discernment is really important, and it makes sense. Like we know this about how we offer kindness to other people. 
right? right? Like, in order for me to be kind to you, it helps me to know who you actually are. Uh-huh. Right? Um, so if I want to be kind to you, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of things that I'm not going to do because I know you, right? Um, and likewise, there are things that you're not going to do to me because you know me. And it wouldn't be kind, right? Like, you have to... If you're not paying attention to the authentic humanity of whoever you're trying to offer kindness to, you're going to get it wrong, right? And so part Mm -hmm. of being kind to yourself um, is noticing when you're tired, right? Noticing what you need, caring about what you need. Um, You know, and like one of the things that I noticed this year is that I talked to myself in a way that I would never talk to another human being. Mm. Um, And so because of that, I wasn't paying attention to my own needs, right? And if you think about how we take care of, like, infants, part of being kind to an infant is discerning what that infant needs. Part of being kind to ourselves involves discerning what we need and being honest with what whatever that is right like instead of just oh i can't believe you're hungry again like it's not that it's oh it seems like you're hungry right like right mm -hmm. right you know saying saying no is not you know disappointing this person it's being kind to yourself yeah right and it's like Framing these things on what is the kindest thing for me to do to myself, I think, can only cause ease, yeah. can only bring ease in, into into life. Um, I think something that I really embodied pretty well this year. Um, so circling back, I think the answer is yes. Good. I'm glad I, I I'm glad I okay, passed cool, the test. Cool, cool, cool. It's like I wonder what Sherry thinks about this. I'll ask. She's right here. Um, well, why do you think it's yes? I don't. I don't know because I like I. I really am taking your word for it. It it seems like it is. I don't know if I really plugged it in fully on how mm-hmm. the one goes to the other. But when when discernment happens, there has to be some basis for that. Yeah. You know, is this. Is, you know, so I, I got a couple of options in front of me. Um, is, which, which one is the one that's kinder for me? Mm-hmm. I'll do that. I'll do that. And there's a, there's a couple of things that I think are important to keep in mind that I think you and I do that, that make it easier to do that. I think something that you and I've realized is that none of this is a race. Mm-hmm. There's not a, there's not a finish line anywhere. Um. Yeah. It's like we all lined up at the starting line and, you know, the, the sounding whatever went off, the sounding, the, the starting bell went off. And if you, if you run is, but nobody told you how far the distance is. Right. And if you, if you run as fast as you can and wear yourself out, you die in the end. And if you have a nice walk and look at the beautiful scenery and have lovely conversations with the people along the way, you die in the end. Mm-hmm. So it's like, which would you, which would you rather sort of do? The outcome is the same. Yeah. Um, so it's, 
you know, it's kind of this realizing that, you know, I'm going to work and I'm going to hustle. And I'm going to grind and I'm going to do all this amazing stuff. There's not a, there's not a, a situation under which I would say that I won. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this notion that the amount that I, I grind and hustle and, you know, lose sleep and stress out and get all this stuff done, you know, taking it all of the wins and the losses very personally, um, worrying stressed out about whether or not I'm doing the right thing or that this decision is so hard and oh my god what am I going to do and I need to make sure I do this right because there are serious consequences to it um, none of that is stuff that I either enjoy or that I really think matters that much and uh-huh. it's 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 like I if if I do if I do everything perfectly there's no way to know that I've done it perfectly and then uh, something will happen and that will end and <laughs> something else will well and it's like it it there's not a there's not a prize at the end the prize is you get the prize every day you know the the prize at the end is a life well lived i guess with minimal regret or something i don't know but it's well, like i i've i've not seen very many rewards for people who grind and hustle yeah and and really stress out and really all that unless they like genuinely love doing that but it's like if people doing that thinking there's going to be a reward i think will always lead to disappointment yeah so as you were talking i came up with a related question for you Um, let's hear it and i think even the fact that i want to ask this question tells me how much i've changed in the last couple of years so here's my question what is worth doing perfectly What is worth doing perfectly? I think it's a loaded question. Um, I think things that we think are worth doing are worth doing the best we can. And I think we do the best we can when we show up for them fully. Mm-hmm. And I think what the outcome of that is is perfect. Yeah, because it's I all you th- can do. I think it's a more abstracted version of perfection. Because I think, by necessity, showing up to something fully means showing up imperfectly. Yeah. Right. Um, and this is like something that I'm trying to like embrace within myself. So I, I used to work so hard towards perfection, right? Like, oh, what, you know, like I can't let anyone see that sometimes my carpets get, get dirty, right? Or I can't let people know that, um, I don't know, like I just everything I like, I wanted to look like I was a person who was, you know, a competent in all areas, great at spelling, like, just never makes mistakes, blah, blah, blah. And the more I tried to present myself as this kind of person who is completely above reproach, Mm -hmm. the more absolutely miserable I was. Yeah, right. And, like, the idea of showing up fully to something... And this is something you and I have talked about. Like, 
I used to actively never show up fully. Like, Ooh. I would always be some sort of guarded, like, 80% of myself. Um, and I would always be worried that no one could handle 100% of sharing. Um, and somewhere along the lines, like, I feel like I've stopped editing myself in the same way. Like, I just show up fully. And, like, sometimes I notice things about myself, like, oh, I talk a whole lot, right? <laughs> and sometimes I get really excited and cut people off um, and interrupt other people. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, when I'm excited and I'm writing, I'm going to misspell words because I don't care that much about spelling. Right. Right, right? right? Like, this is just who I am. And the more I'm like, wow, yeah, I'm a really loud, talkative person. Cool. Um, instead of, oh, man, if I talk this much, I should be quiet. This, like, there's so much time and energy that I spent on trying to be an edited version of myself that was acceptable. And that was just so exhausting that now showing up fully just means showing up like what I think of as being a mess that I am. Yeah, right. And... And then seeing the beauty of being accepted in my mess. And then that does feel like perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to define the word. Um, Which word? The, perf the perfect part of it, mm. you know. Um, there's a, there's a, I think it's a Zen, a Zen uh, monastic who um, said that you, you're, you're absolutely perfect and there's room for improvement. Like both are true, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and I think that's true though. I think, I think if every one of us, I think shows up for every moment as perfectly as we can with who we are, with, with what we have and what we can do. Mm -hmm. And that, and you know, as we live this life that changes, Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I almost said for the, hopefully for the better, but it's like the, using the word for the better in there again, it's also comparative in time. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm better at math now than I was when I was five. That's a fact. And it has nothing to do with, you know, me browbeating myself when I was five, telling myself I had to get better, better at math. I let the universe unfold in front of me. And, you know, here I am 45 years later and I'm not bad at math. And... Um, some Unless of that you was haven't had caffeine in two days. Correct, correct. Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily better at math today. Um, and uh, so this this notion of you know things being I mean we use the word perfect all the time. You and I, it's like, hey, what time do you want to record today? And it's like two o'clock. Perfect. It's like awesome. Perfect. And uh, it is perfect. What's for lunch? That oh, perfect. Uh, it, so, I mean, it's, and it is perfect when, when it gets, I, I mean, when I, I mean, if, when, when I, I, I cut my, I cut my, which I did not do. It's like if I, I cut myself slicing something, you know, cooking, cutting vegetables or something like, I did not do that. I'm just saying for an example, I've done that before, but it's like, it's often, mm -hmm. but if I do, I don't cut myself and say, Ooh, perfect. perfect. I guess I could, I guess I could. It's more of a, Hmm, that didn't, 
I would have preferred that not happen, you know, but you know, my, my response to the situation, you know, but the vegetable is cut and you know, so am I. And so I'm going to get a bandaid. Perfect. I don't know. Well, so, so here's the thing with that use of the word perfect, right? I think that kind of perfect is accessible because it's in the future and it's sort of hypothetical. Like, right, right. I think plans can be perfect. They can be idealized. But like, so for example, today, um, we discussed when we were going to record. Two o'clock was the time that was decided upon. It was agreed. Right. It was perfect. Um, yep. But several things are true about that. One, I don't think either one of us was on Zoom at two o'clock on the dot. No. Because I know I wasn't. I don't know when you showed up, but I got I, on I was one. I was, I was a minute or two late. Okay, know, I and I was a minute or two after that, I think. Yeah. So we showed up imperfectly. Um, We didn't actually start recording until meh, 50 minutes ago. 3.30? Yeah, 3.30. Um, we started recording, and I had a coughing fit, so that was super imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> right? But well, your the, body did a perfect job of getting a hot tea out of your It sure lungs. did. Right. Yeah, um, it works. But so like, but the idea is that like, I think when we you when we evoke that word in planning, I think it indicates this is within my, not only my s- sphere of willingness, but also within my preferences. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's a match. But then, like, bringing perfection to the showing up, that's ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, think of, like, Hall of Fame Hall of Fame baseball players. You know, it's like the there's not a single Hall of Fame baseball player that ever batted higher than, four, higher than 500. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the absolute best in the 100-plus year history of baseball, the best there is is out more than yeah. they're not, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's like, it, I think, I think you can show up perfectly. It's the outcomes that you have to be le- leery of, yeah. you know, it's, and I think what one thing you and I sort of have either embraced or abandoned or both is this notion of, uh, so we're going to do this thing and this is what the outcome is going to be. And ultimately this is what's going to happen because of it. It's like, if we let all that go, on what the outcome of something is going to be, you can you can be fully present in what you're actually doing, and it, the rest of it sort of takes care of itself. Yeah, it's know? funny because you said um, I don't. You said it, you didn't know if we've embraced it or abandoned it, and I think we've em- embraced it with abandon. Like, yeah, maybe. It's just like, yeah. yeah um, this is the thing we're doing. We're delighted to do it. And we're curious what will happen. Yeah. And that's it. That's and that's it. it. And it's like there's no expectation to to disrupt or to not meet. But, you know, what's interesting to me is I think, I think this is vastly different than how I embraced the world when we started this podcast. Hmm. Would you agree, sir? Uh, well, I can only speak for myself. No, I um, mean, don't you think? Oh, just hang on. I got to say these things first. I think okay. I can only I can only speak for myself, right? And and what I see. But 
I, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. Um, I mean, we're still here. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Question. What? What makes you ask? Ah, uh, that's like the oldest trick in the book, sir. Yeah. That's like the... Paul and Sherry playbook number yeah, one. The... What makes you ask? No, I um, I don't know what makes me ask. Um. A desire for recognition of yeah, it's progress. like you used to be used to be shitty at it, but now you're great. So it's like, it's like I don't think that's true. Though I mean, you were you were great in episode one. It's great, you know. Well, episode ninety seven. I think I think part of why I'm interested in reflecting and acknowledging the change is because sometimes I remember when I was less flexible, when I would have conversations with people who are like flexible and who are just like oh well let's see what the outcome is i don't know i'm in the now Ooh. right like <laughs> when i wasn't in that place, i hate those people i hate those people yeah it all seems so smug and it seems so it, it seemed completely impractical and so it's just interesting to me i almost sit here and and think like i can put myself in my body when we were first recording and when we were first talking, even about building the website, like. Yeah, back in the day. You know, like. How I feel about the work that we do and how I felt then are just so different. I mean, they're totally the same. But what's different is. So in 2020, I wrote like these, um, like a Sherry care plan, like what I was mm -hmm. going to do to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I had in there was figure out how to balance between letting things happen and making things happen. Mm. And I think what I'm trying to pinpoint here is that I, f I think I feel more comfortable with that balance than mm. I did at the beginning of 2020. Yeah, I would say that that might be true. I would mm -hmm. say that might be true. Um, yeah. I would say that would probably be true for me. Well, we've As done well, it together. You know, yeah. Um, I would say that's probably true for me. Um I I don't know. I mean it it's I I, I too have heard those phrases offered um kind of kind of smugly mm -hmm. about oh I'm just in the now and we'll see what happens and um I I think I mean I've I've certainly said that many, 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 many times. I try not to offer them smugly. Um, I try to offer them with humility. It's like, I don't know. We'll see what happens, you know? Um, I'm giving you a lot of side eye right now. Yeah, like, a little bit. On. Yeah, it's like, I hope it didn't come across as being smug. But I, I certainly do understand how it could come across as smug. And I certainly have seen other people do it. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty smug. And don't they care about anything? How could they just be so irresponsible as to like just sort of not take responsibility for their own success or failure kind of thing? You know, yeah. but that kind of thinking leads you back into hustle culture, which leads you back into, you know, all kinds of stuff that isn't that isn't that fun or or interesting. And um, I do get these, you know, little pinges every once in a while when I'm doing something and it, it feels like 
there's a good idea and it feels like there's a not a good idea and it feels like a choice that I make and mm-hmm. if I don't know I don't know if it is um and I I try to do things you know the way that is what I think is the best way to do them unless I'm tired or hungry or mm-hmm. don't really love it that much in which case it is sort of try to get through it more than anything else um I'm not great at graphics so I don't even try uh, <laughs> right so it's like uh, it, it it being done at all is perfection for me um with with uh with me doing it badly or it, it turning out the way it does when you do it because it's great both are perfect um and very different from each other and how they look um but it's yeah it's 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 a curious mindset to to have it doesn't seem like it would work um but it is one that I did embrace, and I think you are as well. Mm-hmm. That is just I don't know. Let's just show up and show up and see how it show up and pay attention and see what happens. Yeah, and I think show up fully. I mean, I think that's yeah. The fully part is super critical. It is because I think that's the difference between you know sort of resolving yourself like oh, this isn't just like well life just happens to you, right? Like, it's not that. Like, you you still have to be an active participant. Yeah. Um, but I think what I've gotten more okay with is the fact that this moment is literally the only thing I have control over. Yeah, right. Um, And so in times when I have been so focused on what will happen and what did happen. That's when the idea of making things happen felt super overwhelming. Um, You know, like I would really like it if you and I publish a book, but I can't spend all my time focused on, Oh, are we going to publish a book? What's that going to look like? Blah, blah, blah. But what I can do is, you know, look at, well, in our writing world, like, what's the work to be done today? Yeah. That's all I can right. do. Right. Right, right, right. Um, I, I think you and I have talked about this over the last semester. If you looked at the stuff um, that, that you and I did um, since August, there really is no way that we could have predicted the outcome <laughs> no. of it. And, and there's no way that we could have manufactured or engineered it had we planned for things to be where they are now it's mm-hmm. like there's there's absolutely no way and i i just find it so curious though it's like but isn't that true for everything i mean how much of how much of people who really plan so much really end up with what they th- thought they would get it's yeah What's so interesting to me is I think what's one of the one of the biggest things that helped us get where we got this semester is one of the scariest things I think for both you and I. What's that? And it's something we've talked about on this podcast before. It's surrender. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Um I think we finally just surrendered. And we had to keep doing it, right? Like, 
we kept having moments where we would have conversations. Like I remember one at a sushi restaurant where we had to remember like, oh no, surrender. Like, yeah, right. Stop trying to control things. Just stay curious. Yeah. I mean, that always, that that shows up for me most uh, when we're doing workshops or something like that. It's like, I I tie the number of people who show up to, (laughs) I take that very personally. Let me just say that very, very personally. And it's like, I'm still working on that one. Maybe that's work for, maybe that's work for this week on the cushion. Mm -hmm. I'll have time to do it. I'll have time to do it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm getting better at that though, but. um, Well, our attendance has also gone up, so that's helpful. Yeah, that's helpful when it's zero. I mean, does that. What does that tell you? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so that's, yeah, that's good. That's that's good that our attendance is not zero. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's accepting what the outcomes of things are as they are. And you go from there. Mm-hmm. You go from there. And, if I, I firmly do believe though, it's like if we weren't if we weren't in the in the in the place like physically, mentally, emotionally, heart heartly, whatever, to be able to do what we're we're doing, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Right? Right? So it's like it it well, it, 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 it it's it made itself possible through the you know, because that's where we were. That's what that's what we're ready to do. Yeah. That's what we're able to you know. I think the proof is in all the times we've tried things that didn't work. Right, 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 right. You know, like, um, like I, it's not like I think I sh- I woke up one day and all of a sudden all these things were just like, you know, delivered by Amazon. Right. Right. This is not same day delivery. This is like we've we've done a lot of work. To create the conditions to be able to make space to do this work, um, and I'm really excited that it is supporting people that are in our community in ways that are meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's super cool. It's um, it's cool when people show up and they, um, they get something out of something that brings us so much joy. Yeah. Right, because we get something out of it too. I mean, oh yeah, this is totally selfish. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, yeah. It's like you and I are going to do a workshop, and we're going to have fifteen teachers, and they're all going to teach us. <laughs> they're all going to teach us something. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Because um, that's pretty much how I I see it. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much how I I, I see so. it. Uh, do you want to keep doing it? I think so. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm game. Yeah, I'm seems right. You are. Yeah, I'm game if you are too. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Yeah, but uh, so the question then would be, uh, can anybody do this? No. You know, we, we we talk about the work that that we do, you know, and I, I think I think you're going in the direction I was heading is like, well, what is the this? You know? Yeah. No, I mean, just like we can't do the work of Ram Das, we can't do the yeah, work right. of Sharon Salzberg. Um, so no, they can't do this. The work of Paul and Sherry is occupied by Paul and Sherry. <laughs> the positions have been taken, right? Yes. 
Yes, I interviewed other polls, but right, uh, right. this one got the job. Right. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think everyone has the opportunity to find their own this. Um, mm. And I think that's the work. That's the work. Maybe that's the end of the sentence. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is like right. we can say, can anyone do this? And today we have a sense of what our this is. I think on this day last year, our sense of what this was, we were at the very end of our 40-day guide. That was a different this. It was a different this, right? December 27th, the year before, was a totally different this. Yeah, it was a different Different, universe. different this. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so I'm excited to learn what this will be come next year. Yeah, me too. And I guess uh, our work is to pay attention and we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, And I just want to, at the end of this episode, say that I'm super grateful for the people that come with us on this journey. I am as well. And uh, I feel like we should give a shout out to our most recent Patreon. We Um, should. I don't know. What's the word? Subscriber? Patron? Patron. patron on, there it pa- is. Subscri- patron it is. subscriber or patron, yeah. So we got another patron this week, Paul, didn't we? We did. One Phil Turpock. Thank you, Phil, very much. Indeed. Um, and Phil has been listening, I think, pretty much from the beginning. I think so. And normally uh, during the semester, I got to hear him listen to our episodes uh, from down the hall. Um, so hilarious. that was fun. Um, so thank you, Phil. For, for signing up to support us. Um, yeah, certainly and appreciate if that. Yeah, you are not yet that, a patron. Phil. You can make that happen on our fine website. Perfect. That's yeah, almost yeah, like an advertisement, the website. Paul. We did it. Yeah, it almost was. Yeah, um, you can find the links in the show notes uh, for the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of ways to find uh, all the stuff that we're we're doing, I guess. So I was thinking, yeah. working on doing, trying to do. I don't know. Is those do those words even make sense any longer? So, but but that's exactly the the, the question, right? I mean, it's it's a total upending yeah. of these words that get used um, because I think Dr. Spiegel and I both agree words are important. Words are important. And they have consequences. So yeah. we want to make sure we use the right ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what words, except right now, like journey. The the words journey resonate with me a lot so it's like please come with us on the journey yeah, we don't know where the destination is yeah everything's every day is a surprise mm-hmm. so yeah and it's like i'm okay cool. with that and some days things happen and some days less things happen but every day something happens and i was gonna say and some days other things happen but i mean it, you're looking back on on the work we've done over the last couple of months it's like how the hell did it, it's like we couldn't even we couldn't have tried to do that we we couldn't we couldn't have done that if we tried is a true statement. Yeah, you know, I think about sometimes, um, like the Christmas Carol, right? They go back and they visit, and they witness Christmas past. Like I'd love to see a version of that where you go back to past Sherry and you say, "So listen, in 2021, you and this biologist, right? Like it's kind of different Christmas past. Like, right. Visit Christmas past and tell her what's going to happen, and she would be like." No way. What? Yeah, no, no way. way. No way. 
No way. No way. Well, Happy New Year, folks. Yes, Happy New Year. Happy 2020, New Year. 2022. 20, it's hard to say. 2022. There's a lot of twos. 2020. There are a lot of twos. 2022. Let's wait till February 22nd or December 22nd. Twenty. There's a lot, a lot of, of twos. twos. A lot of twos. I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what to do about that. Purchase a tutu. Yeah, maybe. I was thinking, mm. or nothing. Nothing. 2022. Yeah, it's weird to say, boy, how it goes quick. It does. Uh, I, I used to think back at these folks in the, in the, because I was born in the 70s, right? Um, I've 1920s, heard that. 1920s, the roaring 20s these days, in the early part of the century when everything, because now this is 1996 and we're in the end of the century. It's almost a millennium and everything's going to be forward. And it's like, wow, 2022 is the future. And exactly the way that people in 1922 thought they were living the future. It's just weird. Time is freaking me out these days. Time is really um, weird. But it's like, I, you know, I, it's, it's curious what's going to happen next. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, see. I don't Let's know where I was going out. with that. It's just, yeah, it's something I think about sometimes, though. Time is interesting, but we're along yeah. for the journey. Yep, it'll be good. Yep. Have a oh. wonderful New Year, Sherry. You too, Paul. Enjoy it on the cushion, and I'll see you when you I get will. back. I will. Yeah, see you when you get back. See, okay. see you when I get back. Right. Take All care. Right. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a Paul podcast. Paul and Sherry podcast. Yes. 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 Cool.